episode is brought to you by Planet Express Incorporated. Planet Express is the best delivery service in the galaxy, founded by Hubert J. Farnsworth and located in New York. Planet Express has delivered everything to anywhere their clients choose, with prestigious clients like the Democratic Order of Planets, the Government of Earth, and Santa Claus. You can trust this company to deliver your precious cargo safely. Planet Express will deliver to the most lethal and dangerous places that no one is brave and or stupid enough to go to. Use them today, Planet Express. And we're back to another exciting episode of Cineversal Nerds. I'm Brian. I'm Jesse. And today is a, a special episode. Um, we will be talking about Studio Ghibli. Uh, Studio Ghibli is a very popular um, series of movies. It is. Uh, they're anime films from Japan that Disney acquired the rights to uh, and, you know, redubbed with uh, celebrity voices and released them under the Disney label. Uh, we have seen quite a few of them. Uh, there are 22 films in the collection. Uh, and there are some that we haven't seen. Yeah, a lot. Um, probably half that list. <laughs> but I do plan on seeing them. I actually did just complete the collection. I own all of them on Blu-ray, so I'm very excited for that. Although, you could watch all of them on HBO Max as well, except one. Except one. Except yeah. one. But uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> Which I'm dreading to watch. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to watch it soon. I do want to rewatch it, and you just got to know. You just got to be like, yep, I watched that one. Did somebody ever ask you, did you see that one? Oh, yeah. I yeah, but I'm afraid one. I won't cry, and then you're going to tell me I have no soul. I don't know. Maybe you won't cry. I don't cry very easily. It's an it's a animated film. It's hard to make someone cry. I mean, the one I told you to watch, did you get a little, little at least a little emotional? Mm, I mean, I did, but yeah. I didn't cry. But this one's, like, tragic. Like, really tragic. Yeah. <laughs> we'll um, see. Yeah, we'll but see. don't tell me I don't have a soul, because uh, I, I do cry. Re- reunite reuniting gets me every time i don't know why like when someone reunites after like a long yeah. time like that gets me but anyway okay no i get that completely um death of a family member that definitely gets me a lot and stuff but uh anyways before we start in uh into studio ghibli here let's do what we do what'd you watch last oh this list is very short i've been super busy but um uh breaking bad i got back into breaking bad so uh so is this is this like a second time watching or did you so you have seen the Mm -hmm. full thing yep because uh we watched i think the first couple seasons on netflix and then i think we watched like the last few seasons on actual tv um when it came out i can't remember what year but um so the finale and everything i watched like live okay we were like really into it and i remember his uh his mom was like how can you watch a show about drugs? It's a bad show. You shouldn't watch that show. <laughs> and then and then she watched it and now it's like one of their favorite it's shows. It's and it's hilarious. Yeah, because and then they even like the um spin-off show Better Call Saul. I was going to ask you have you seen that yeah. show? Yeah. Um okay. I think Josh and I have watched the first season, but we haven't watched anything after that. It's just something that we just never um not got back into because it's not like it was bad. It was really yeah. good. It's just something that we just haven't i, I guess, was got I was, back I was, into but i was gonna say when she said you know it's bad to watch something about drugs i was like has she seen the movie blow <laughs> i don't know I'm, i would be surprised because she loves johnny it's a Depp. great movie <laughs> so but it is about drugs <laughs> yeah it's just so funny that she'd say that <laughs> that's a like, tip- that's but that's bad you shouldn't be a, watching stuff like that but that's a typical mom <laughs> reaction to that yeah and then realizes 
I see why you like. Yeah, this and show. I'm like, it's eh, not eh, the drugs. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, the it's wonderful not, character development. Yeah, it's great. I mean, there are some <laughs> stuff that I get so angry about, and I'm like yelling at the TV, You're and it's supposed just. To. Yeah, and I just forget, you know, because it's been so long since I've seen it. So it's kind of like watching it again. Yeah. And, uh, or like for the first time. Right. Yeah, that's what I meant. Not again, because I, I am I watching it. it again. I, know, but... I know what you meant. And, uh, yeah, so I'm like yelling at the TV and just getting so angry. But. Uh... Uh, I've never seen the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, people out there. Uh, that's okay. It's not... it's not for everybody. It's not like on purpose. Like, I'm not like not wanting to see it. I will see it eventually. It just other things caught my eye around yeah. that time. Yeah, you either just... like it or you don't. Like, I don't really think there's, like, an in-between. I like Brian Cranston. But, yeah. you know, and a lot of people, you know, now will just think anything he's in will just think of him from Breaking Bad. And for me, because I've never seen Breaking Bad, I'm just like, he was the dad. Then Malcolm, Malcolm in, in the, the middle. middle, yeah. <laughs> or he was, uh, he was Ted Mosby's boss in a few episodes oh, of yeah. How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Breaking Bad, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, just a couple uh, Ghibli movies just to yep. get ready. Just to get um, ready. And then a little bit of reality TV, but we don't need to go there. So <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, and some, uh, you know, uh, it's that time of year where there's cheesy Hallmark movies on TV, Christmas do you, ones. Do you want to do up an episode about Hallmark movies? Oh my gosh. Well, no. I, I do want to do a Christmas episode. We will, but and... that's okay. It These will movies happen. are so cheesy and terrible that I don't know why I like them. I just like. I don't know. I, I, they have a fan base. I mean, people, that's why oh, they yeah. keep making them. I mean, how many do you like that have Candace Cameron in them? Um, <laughs> she's not in as many as she used to be, but yeah, uh, she's at least in one one a year. So. All right, all right. I've seen them all. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> Uh, I watched a couple shows. Uh, I started The Orville on Hulu, uh, created by Seth MacFarlane. I, I like Seth MacFarlane. I, family Guy, like yeah. we were saying in our other episode, I know, I know. Uh, that it was. It started off You're good. and then someone again. I know. It started off it's good. It's just him and as then... an actual person, not like an actor. It's like, I don't What's like him like as personally? a person. I don't know. He's just kind of a dickhead. He's like, <laughs> just full of himself. And I don't know. It could just... be. Could be the fame. It's like LeBron James. But I think he's I think he's talented. He sings well and he he does create some funny comedy. Yeah. Oh, I did, I did I liked, love him and sing. I know and, you haven't seen that, but And I I thought he was hilarious as the host of the Oscars that one year. That was funny. Mm, I don't know. I don't watch that shit. Um, fair enough. But you should have, <laughs> you could watch that clip on YouTube, his host. No, I know. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. But the Orville, it's different. It's not like Family Guy or Ted or or Million Ways to Die in the West. It's uh, a little more innocent, if that's mild. the word. It's mild, yeah, because it was on regular. It was on regular TV, so it's not a lot of. It's a little bit of cussing, but as much as you can get away with on TV, and it's definitely like if it was if Star Trek was a comedy or if Galaxy Quest had a show. That's kind of what it is, and I, which I love that movie. I'm so. enjoying it, although you know they are actually in space. It's not like TV actors playing people or whatever, but um, it's enjoyable. It's pretty funny. Uh, I'm interested. But... Yeah, check it out. It's on Hulu. I like space shows. I, know. I like Star Trek. And there's and... like a whole cast of characters, so you're not stuck with just Seth MacFarlane. You're, it's the, everybody gets their screen time here. Yeah, there. a little more in the second season because a little in the second season, you learn about what planets some of them came from. Oh, okay. I mean, I cool. will give it a try. Not you know, I'm not going to completely be turned off because Seth MacFarlane's <laughs> in it. But it's worth the watch. Uh, and then I saw uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife 
Uh, I saw it the, the weekend it came out. I was very excited for it. I remember saying that that trailer gave me chills, and God, that movie gave me chills. That was a, <laughs> that was a great movie. Uh, I love the first Ghostbusters. The second Ghostbusters, although it has iconic moments, and I grew up with both of them, I didn't really think it was as good as the first one. kind of felt like they did the same thing, but just a little different. And it just, I don't know. Because I, I rewatched it not too long ago, and I still yeah. feel the same. It's it's okay, but it's not, you know, honest, obviously nowhere near as the first one. But this right. Afterlife is knocks Ghostbusters two out of the water for me. Um, it's it feels like the original, and it feels like an eighties movie, like because we get, you know, we take from uh, McKenna Grace's character, and she's like her character's like straight out of like a movie like The Goonies or Explorers, so it feels like an eighties type family movie. Paul Rudd is a delight in the movie. Um, and it has enough, um, you know, Easter eggs and callbacks to the other movie that will constantly leave you smiling throughout the movie. And then, like I was saying earlier, there is a scene towards the end that is uh, very emotional. Got Almost got a little teary-eyed with it, and I thought they handled it very well. It could have They could have handled it poorly yeah. when you <clears throat> know what's, what's happening, but I thought they handled it really well and honored the memory of things so i highly recommend it if you're a fan of ghostbusters oh yeah i definitely want to watch it yeah so that's that's about as much as i watched and then i watched a few ghibli movies as well just to get up and collect to get the collection together yeah so. i tried to watch ones that like i haven't seen before mm-hmm. um even though i did start one that i've seen probably three times now, but... <laughs> it's just to get you in the mood <laughs> yeah. you know you're, it's familiar you might as well start. Uh, so yeah, Studio Ghibli. I, you know, I thinking back, I think the first one I ever saw before I knew what Studio Ghibli was was sadly Ponyo. <laughs> I was working <laughs> I at I was working at Blockbuster and we had cute. it at Blockbuster. Yeah, it's basically the Little Mermaid, but like the Japanese yeah, version. But I she's thought a it was goldfish. really cute, but I know it's not for everybody. It, yeah, it is adorable. It annoys you. It, yeah. But it, it, but it is a touching movie about mm-hmm. friendship. And uh, the animation, although different than the majority of the other movies, I still thought had a, a charm of its own. Really weird hearing Liam Neeson in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and and oh, uh, Tina Fey as the mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's like the worst mom ever. So irresponsible <laughs> how she is in that movie. But... Uh, no, it, it, it grew on me after a couple of times, but the first time I saw him, I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so that's when I started doing some digging. What was your first experience with Ghibli? Don't you know? Was it your, the, the number one? Nope. No? No, it was My Neighbor Totoro. Remember, I watched oh, that yeah. with you, and that was the first one Oh, that one was your first seen. one. Yeah. <laughs> so I introduced Ghibli yeah, to Jesse. Yep. Sure oh, did. Yeah, Totoro is the big, uh, like, spirit cat creature and in, if you in know that. Ghibli you know Totoro yeah, Totoro even if you is, haven't seen My Neighbor Totoro yeah, if you look at him you'll be like I've seen that before mm-hmm. so that is basically the official mascot of, of Ghibli 
And in fact, if you watch Toy Story 3, Totoro pops up at the end. Yeah. Uh, he's the little girl that, you know, Andy gives all his toys to. She she has a little Totoro plush, and it comes to life. I've and... always wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> they're expensive. Yeah, they're Ghibli so Ghibli stuff cute. is expensive. I, I love that movie. <laughs> I really do. Since it was, you know, my first one I have saw, I know it's not everyone's favorite. It's a little boring, but it's more for, like, the, um, like, the, what do you call it? Like, just the scenery and stuff. Which and one? Just my Neighbor Totoro. Oh. I, I guess not was, the most right for for a movie where our like the most recognizable face of mm-hmm. Ghibli comes from. It's a little underwhelming, but, but it's still a touching ask, story yeah. about sisters. And there's and some aspects that are just so wonderful. They are. And it's delightful. And the, the you know and the the girls are so cute and like <laughs> yeah, uh, Dakota and, and Ellie Fanning yeah. play the. Uh, the English dub versions and they're perfect Mm -hmm. because you know they're real sisters so yeah you get to see Sutsies in there (laughs) which if you know you know what I'm talking about but they're like Mm. these little black basically soot spots and they got little cute eyeballs and (laughs) they're just adorable but yeah my neighbor Totoro is not in my top five, but it but it is an honorable mention for me. Yeah and it's yeah it's I I you get the cat bus in there. Yeah the cat bus. That thing's cool mm-hmm. and weird. <laughs> well, I wanted to um, give a little history of Ghibli that I, I researched a little bit. So in 1971, the animation studio Topcraft was established uh, by the former animation uh, producer of Tue, uh, Toro Hara. I'm going to mispronounce a lot of these names because we are talking about Japanese anime and the directors and producers, so no disrespect to them. Just like our foreign movie episode, I will probably butcher a lot of these uh, We did Google. Uh, we did a little bit, and I, I kind of these. almost forgot all of them. <laughs> yeah, so it was located in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, it was famous for the production of Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, which is on HBO Max as a part of Studio Ghibli's collection, but it actually isn't a part of... It was not made by Ghibli. It was made by Topcraft, um, but just kind of became part of the collection. So you could say it was the first film in the Ghibli collection, but technically it wasn't. Um and that company was famous for doing hand-drawn animation titles uh, by the company Rankin Bass Productions, which is a New York company. So the Rankin Bass Productions and uh, 2A Animation kind of teamed up together to create Topcraft, and then they, they produced the Nausicaa. But unfortunately, the studio did go bankrupt, bankrupt in 1985, and it split in half, where 2A Animation, uh, the creators, which is... Ayo Miyazaki, uh, Toshio Suzuki, and Aizo Takata. Uh, Those three guys created Studio Ghibli. Uh, The other half that split the other way uh, formed a studio called Pacific Animation Corporation uh, to actually continue working with Rankin and Bass uh, to work on TV shows in America like Thundercats and Silverhawks in the 80s. Pacific Animation was eventually bought bought out by Disney and rejoined Ghibli in 1988. So now it was all kind of back together. Um, but it's just Studio Ghibli now. So, like I said, there are 22 movies in, in the collection. Uh, there is a newer one in the works right now. Um, but as far as the main collection, there are 22. Um, so the name Ghibli was actually uh, chosen by Miyazaki. 
uh, who is a director. So Miyazaki is a director, um, Toshio Suzuki is a producer, and Aizo Takata is another director. So Miyazaki chose the name Ghibli, which is an Italian noun based on the Libyan Arabic name for hot desert wind. The idea being that the studio would blow a new wind through the anime industry. <laughs> so I think it's a great name. I think that's perfect. Um, and then in 1996, Disney formed a partnership with Ghibli to become the sole international distributor for the films. And they also agreed to finance 10% of the studio costs. And Disney would also then redub the films with their famous actors and actresses, which a lot of us have seen. Mm -hmm. They do, you know, you can still watch the original Japanese versions of these movies um, on the Blu-rays, but they also have the the dub one too. And you remember saying in our foreign episode, it's better to watch with the original language. It is, but I think with animated films, it's not as distracting. Right. Like it's, I was thinking about that today that I was like, should I be watching this? But in, you know, the actual language, but it, yeah, like you said, it's not distracting. It's not like the voices don't match up with the mouths. Yeah. I mean, like, and pretty much all of the English dub from these actors, they actually do a good job mm -hmm. voicing these characters. Yeah. They're not just and, like reading a script. And when they, you know, because once in a great while, theaters will, you know, show certain movies, um, Ghibli movies, and they usually do. Like one night is the actual Japanese mm -hmm. version, and then a different night they'll have the English dubbed. So they do will release it in theaters um, like that if you ever do want to watch it in the original. And it will have subtitles, but mm -hmm. obviously, but yeah. So either or is perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. However, you want to view the film, in 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 our opinion. Uh, this was an interesting fact that I came across. Uh, Ghibli is actually uh, known for uh, a strict no edits policy in their licensing, um, in licensing their films abroad due to that their technically first Nausicaa being heavily edited for the release in the US and they called it Warriors of the Wind. So at the time, co-chairman Harvey Weinstein suggested editing suggested editing Princess Mononoke to make it more marketable. Uh, because that movie it's it's fantastic. But it it's so violent oh, yeah. and it's messed up. Um, and Harvey Weinstein wanted to edit it. The jerk. Um, rumor has it that a producer from Ghibli actually sent him an authentic Japanese sword with a simple message that says, no cuts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, but uh, back to My Neighbor Totoro, it was the second film released in the collection. The first was actually Castle in the Sky, which came out in 1986. And then 1988, we had My Neighbor Totoro. Now, Miyazaki wanted to make Totoro, but it was the pitch for the film was constantly getting rejected. So the only way he could actually make Totoro was to make it a double feature with the third film in the series, which is Grave of the Fireflies. So he put it in as a double feature, My Neighbor Totoro, Grave of the Fireflies, and then they were like, great, we'll take both movies instead of just the one. So that was the only way that he could make Totoro. Uh, Grave of the Fireflies um, was uh, actually financed by the writer of the book it's actually based on. It's based on an autobiography. Um, but it's always often forgotten 
as a Ghibli film, Grave of the Fireflies, because it just, you know, when they had this, well, when they had this double feature, (laughs) um, Totoro was always screened first. So people were left happy and they just didn't want to be sad (laughs) by Grave of the Fireflies following after it. So, (laughs) and actually Grave of the Fireflies is the only theatrical Ghibli film that isn't part of the Disney deal. They do have dub voices, but it's not produced by Disney. Disney's like, that shit's too sad. <laughs> they got sad stuff in their <laughs> I movies. Know. I mean, people still cry at Mufasa. You know, you can cry at yeah. the, the horrible things that are happening in Grave of the Fireflies. But, um, yeah, so that was, that was pretty interesting. Um, and, you know, they're not all complete original ideas. I mean, there is a lot of Japanese folklore in these movies, but... There are two that were based on books, which are... Uh, Howl's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was it? I forget the other Kiki's one. Delivery Kiki's Service. Kiki's Delivery yep. Service, that's right. Yep, so those were both based on books. Uh, Tales from Earthsea was based on a series. And, you know, of course, Ponyo was like the Little Mermaid. Arietti is like the Borrowers. Mm-hmm. So, but they're just all... They're all different, but they're they're all just kind of delightful in their own way, especially the beautiful animation. Yeah. So in 1986, uh, Castle in the Sky was the first one, um, and that actually is my favorite Ghibli movie. It's number um, It's my number one. I, it's, you know, there's a lot of great Ghiblis in this series, and for some reason that one I can rewatch. It's funny. It's got even some weird, dirty humor in it, but it's innocent <laughs> enough where they can make it pass but you know i was rewatching it not too long ago and i'm like did he just say that <laughs> like but it works the and guy uh, walks and he's like i'm in love with you <laughs> something <laughs> weird but the american dub we get anna paquin uh james vanderbeek mark hamill and cloris leachman uh the basic plot it's about a young boy who sees a mysterious girl float down from the sky uh after she was chased by the army pirates and government secret agents and together they embark on a high-flying adventure in search of a lost civilization in a floating castle that holds the secret to her identity. It's just a fun adventure movie about two people that spark up a friendship. Friendship is a big theme in these in yeah. these Ghibli movies. Friendship and aviation. <laughs> That's what I've noticed. <laughs> but it's good. It's it's all really good. So then in 1988 we had Totoro and Grave of the Fireflies. Grave of the Fireflies is my honorable mention. Totoro is your honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a couple, yeah. I was just going to go through the list. Castle can... in the Sky is one of my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. It was a very close to being in my top five. I understand. Uh, and then in 1989, we got Kiki's Delivery Service. Which is that's, my number five. That's your number five. <laughs> See, that was, it was either Kiki's or Castle in the Sky, but Kiki, I just love it. It's so cute. <laughs> it's my number four. It oh, is. Gigi. It's, it's, yeah, it's sh- the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cat is uh, English dub by uh, Phil Hartman. Yeah. The late, great Phil Hartman. Kirsten R&D. Dunst plays Kiki. Yeah. We also get young Matthew Lawrence in the movie. A little Lawrence brother. Joey's <laughs> little brother. Uh, and that, you know, that's just a fun movie. Um, you look at it and it's, it looks kind of like a really girly movie, but it's actually very heartwarming. It's mm-hmm. funny. It's a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. And the basic plot of it is that a young witch must venture out on her own to become someone in a new town. And there is this new town and in this new town, she finds both success and difficulty supporting herself by running an air delivery service. She's a witch, uses a broom, 
that's pretty genius yeah <laughs> you know of course runs into some things here and there but it it's it's pretty good yeah <laughs> as a and it very um likable music <laughs> in the soundtrack as well and the 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 look of the city and like the ocean that surrounds it very beautiful stuff these movies have just like i was saying gorgeous animation mm -hmm. but a lot of the scenery in these animated movies is really what yeah. looks good like hand painted stuff it's really cool um after kiki's delivery service in 1991 we got only yesterday uh, which uh, was released not too long ago by Disney, and they they gave, uh, vo uh, gave the voices to uh, Daisy Ridley, Star Trek, uh, Star Wars, sorry, Star Wars, and no, and Dev Patel. So it was re-released re recently, but it was from 1991. Uh, number six, we had Porco Rosso, uh, in or in 1992, we had Porco Rosso, uh, which is my buddy from work, Tristan's favorite. So I'm going to give a shout-out to you, buddy. This is your favorite one. This one uh, has the voices of Michael Keaton, Carrie Elwes, and Kimberly Williams Paisley, which I believe she's the girl from Father of the Bride. I think that's who that is. <laughs> the daughter. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I started watching Porco Rosso. Very funny, very interesting. The animation's very smooth. It's just different. It's more of a comedy action than a lot of these dramatic family um, fantasy movies. So... I recommend that one. Uh, number seven, we had, uh, which in 1993 was Ocean Waves, which uh, is actually the only film in the entire collection that doesn't have an English dub. So hmm. you have to watch it um, in its original Japanese language. There were plans of, uh, of an English dub that actually featured Ryan Reynolds and Thomas Jane, but unfortunately it was never fully produced and released. Is that on HBO? Yep. Oh, I said I all of these are on HBO yeah, no, except just, except Grave of the I just Fireflies. Don't seen that, I guess. It's the only one not on there. I just looked at them all. I guess Disney had the deal to put all of their uh, distributed ones on there since they're not part. Since Grave of the Fireflies isn't part of that, so I guess that one got left. Yeah, I'm surprised these are on HBO and not Disney Plus. I hear in other countries it's on Disney Plus. Okay. Like in Europe, it's on Disney yeah. Plus. So. Hmm. I don't know. I guess maybe Disney Plus here couldn't secure that deal. It is kind of weird because it's Disney. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but they, you know. I don't care. I, I mean, I right. Have both, we can still so, watch them, yeah. but yeah, that yeah, it is very strange. Uh, <laughs> in 1994, we got Pompoco, which featured the voices of J.K. Simmons, Clancy Brown, and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. That is a weird movie. <laughs> it's it's about the it's about tanukis, uh, which are like um, the little creature or like the little um, tanukis are like raccoons. Okay. Um, they're like I can well, see that I, well, I know tanuki, what the cover looks like. like yeah, tanuki. It. I guess, it's Japanese. They're Japanese raccoon dogs. Oh, okay. Um, and it's funny. It's it's uh, there's these like two clans of Tanuki that have been battling forever in the woods, but they kind of have to. And they have magical powers. They can like turn into people. Oh. And this movie is like about real people tearing down the forest and tear you know to build like houses and malls and things. And the Tanuki need to like band together, use their magic ability to stop us humans from destroying their home basically uh interesting thing about this movie is that they 
the movie does uh, prominently feature their testicles <laughs> shown in the film. Uh, they, they, you know, they're 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 there. They all have them. Just they're there, around. just flopping around in the wind. <laughs> Um, although when you watch it in the English dub, they don't refer to them as, uh, scrotum. They refer to them as raccoon pouches, but it's totally their testicles. Uh, but apparently, you know, the showing of their scrotum is integral to the Tanu the Tanuki folklore. So can't argue with that, but that is one of the strangest movies and not just because of the Tanuki balls, but, uh, just, just cause of the magic and the humor and it's that it's just this whole race of Tanukis that are the main characters. Um, but worth a watch for sure. Uh, after Pompoko, uh, in 1995, we got Whisper of the Heart, which featured the voices of Brittany Snow, Ashley Tisdale, Carrie Elwes, and Gene Smart. English version will make you have a song stuck in your head forever and it's take me home country roads by john denver yeah you mentioned that and then i There's had a strange in my head for like song minutes. to have in this movie but i did watch this recently take my home it's 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 come good it's not in my top five but i liked it i i thought it was very heartfelt and and it was beautifully animated of course and the voices were good and it features one of my favorite characters from the Ghibli universe, the, <laughs> the Baron. Baron. Yep, by <laughs> Carrie Elwes. He's a cat statue with a with a suit. He's a he's a cool cat with a suit. Uh, after that, we had in 1997, Princess Mononoke, which is my number five favorite. And that's in my honorable mentions. That movie is awesome. It is awesome. I saw it in theaters. It's violent. Like this is like the only one People with get blood. Their heads cut off. Oh yeah, it's the only one with like blood in it. It's <laughs> so surprising. It is, and we. I guess that's why Harvey Weinstein wanted to edit it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I know. But the voices uh, that are featured are Claire Danes, Minnie Driver, Billy Bob Thornton, and Billy Crudup. Um, basic plot is it's a period drama set in the late. Muromaki period of Japan and centers on the struggle between supernatural guardians of the forest and the humans who consume its resources as seen by the outsider of Ashitaka. If I mispronounced any of those words, I apologize. <laughs> but I thought it sounded okay. <laughs> it's a really cool movie. Like It's the most violent. I mean, Spirit Away has some violence in it, but this one has some pretty brutal violence for a Disney-released animated movie um after that in 1999 we got a film called my neighbors the yamadas which is on my list to watch i just i just got it in the mail i do want to see it it looks more like a comedy about a family that it's it's a dysfunctional family but they you know they love each other but they all have these different characters or characteristics and we get the voices of james belushi molly shannon and daryl sabara uh daryl sabara is from uh the spy kids movies little boy Oh, okay. So I do want to see that. I haven't seen it yet, but it is on my list. The next one, in 2001, Spirited Away. Well, that's my number one. Which could be, other than Totoro, the most famous of the Ghibli movies, mostly because it did win the Academy Award for Best Animated Film. And I think at the time, and maybe still ongoing now, it's the only um, Japanese animated film to win Best animated film for the American Academy Awards mm -hmm. and it deserved it. It is a very good looking crazy story of a movie. Oh, so good. 
It's I could watch this movie and over and over again. Take it away. What do you know about it? So uh, during her move to the suburbs, a 10-year-old girl wanders into a world ruled by gods, witches, and spirits where humans are turned into beasts. So she basically um, works in a bathhouse in this mystery, you know, in this world. And uh, it's just so good. There's so many crazy characters in it. Yeah. It has a dragon in it, and that dragon is awesome. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, the the cleansing of the river spirit is uh, based on a real-life incident um, in Mizaki's life in which he participated in the cleaning of a river, removing, among other things, a bicycle. Hmm. Yeah. But you also see the soots, the soots in yep, this movie. yep. There are reoccurring <laughs> characters in these movies, so it makes it feel like that it's a whole universe. Yeah. Ghibli universe. Um, and those one characters are also really popular. What are those called? The the, the no face demons. Yeah. <laughs> well, demon because there's only one of them in the movie. But right, which uh, I mean, he's not that nice, but he is kind of cute when he's like when he doesn't not all you, crazy. Right, and when you don't notice where his mouth is. Yeah, <laughs> like you know that face. That's not his face. Yeah, he's a little stalkery too. <laughs> that lady witch always creeped me out. Oh, the the, that, the giant head, like yeah. The, oh god, she, she she's creeped the, me out. Um, she runs the bathhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's some strange stuff in this. There's some haunting things yeah. in this, uh, and it was really cool to watch it in theaters on Halloween. So I thought that was the perfect day for that. Uh, Spirited Away does make my number three. Uh, of the top five but it is your number one and yeah. i completely understand it is a good one this was a, a tough list to make so. oh yeah yeah i kept putting things out or in and then taking them out and then mm-hmm. putting other things in and then taking them out because i just couldn't decide and to be honest these lists might change once we both finish all 22 right. movies yeah. i'm sure my top three will not but maybe my four and five will Mm-hmm. Spirit Away actually is also the second highest grossing anime film from Japan right now. They have a top 10 highest grossing animated uh, Japanese uh, films, and that is number two. In fact, five of the Ghibli movies are in the top 10. So we have uh, Princess Mononoke is the fourth, uh, Howl's Moving Castle is the fifth, Ponyo is the sixth, and The Wind Rises is the eighth. Yeah. So um, for it's crazy. I've. Uh, I haven't visited one, but, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people play this game, Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. on the Switch. I remember your, your addiction days yeah. to that. Yeah, I still, <laughs> I just got back into it, but um, I took like a five-month hiatus. But um, anyway, um, there's like, because I saw it on YouTube, and like someone actually made like a whole island Spirited Away themed, and it was amazing. That's cool. It was beautiful, and I'm like, I want that, but like, I don't know yeah, even to where to it. begin how it, to do that. Like, they yeah. even made like a bathhouse, and how they did it was just so it just, creative. It takes and, like, so much time. Uh, it's like when Little Big Planet was a huge game, mm-hmm. and people would make the craziest Little Big Planet worlds, yeah. and I'm always like, how did you yeah, do that? So I'm creative. sure there's a Ghibli universe in Little Big Planet. Yeah. Because, you know, there's not, like, a lot of things in the game that, you know, are dedicated to that, but they used them in a way that I would have never have even those thought. Are, those are true fans yeah, of the series it was right there. Uh, Spirit Away does feature the voices of... Uh, Davy Chase. Mm-hmm. I, I had to look Samara this up. Samara from The Ring. Yep. Uh, and Jason Marsden. 
Mm -hmm. We also get Lauren Holly and Michael Chiklis as well. What was that? Chiklis. Okay. Michael? I said Jiglis. I don't no, know. No, Michael Chiklis <laughs> from, uh, he's, in, he's the thing, Fantastic Four. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and then Lauren Holly is uh, the girl from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Spirit Away. It's really good. I actually, I haven't watched that yet this year. And while I'm doing this, all this Ghibli research, I managed to just skip over that one. Oh, no. Well, because I've seen it a lot. I know. But actually, now I, I, kinda, did, I didn't watch it either. Now I kind of want to revisit it. I know, it me again. too. I'll probably watch it tonight after you leave. <laughs> uh, after that, in 2002, comes one of my honorable mentions, The Cat Returns. Which is which, my number four. Which features... My favorite character of all time in the Ghibli universe, which I've already mentioned, the Baron, the Baron played by Carrie Elwes again. He played him in. But you Whisper seem a lot more. Yeah, he's a prominent he's character in this. Yeah, he's the coolest. In fact, all the characters so that proper. he is very proper and <laughs> dapper and yeah. just cool. <laughs> and every character that knows who he is all say he's the coolest so he is the coolest no matter what sorry totoro i mean you're adorable but you are not the coolest the baron is uh this movie features the voices of anne hathaway carrie and carrie always peter boyle and tim curry the legend this movie is about cats a lot of cats now uh, you're going to be thinking twice before you rescue a cat, too. <laughs> well, you, you, you well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it kind of, I mean, yes, yes and no. Like, there were cool things that happened because she rescued a cat, but then there were things that she didn't know was going to happen when yeah, she rescued right. the yeah. cat. <laughs> um, I, uh, so, I mean, basically, it's like, after saving the life of a cat from traffic, a teenage girl becomes unsuspectedly engaged uh, to a cat king <laughs> uh, from a world of cats and she seeks help from the baron who is the coolest i totally wrote that down. <laughs> he is the coolest <laughs> um i need to rewatch that again i like a lot of the ones like at least in my top five for the most part i only want i didn't really watch them yeah Except i tried, to, I, I tried I to watch added. things that i haven't seen so mm -hmm. um i tried to avoid them a little bit um not well actually one of the new ones that I watched actually became one of my top five. So, me too. But we'll get that. Me yeah, too. We'll get to that. <laughs> number two, actually. <laughs> number three for me. Number but. two. Uh, in 2004, which is our 14th film, is Howl's Moving Castle. I love this movie so much too. This is the one that I started, and I like, even though I've seen it like three times. But and this is in your top five. It's my number two. Number two. Mm -hmm. We get Christian Bale, her favorite. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I knew he was in this, and I knew Brian was going to give me shit about this. <laughs> I'm going to give you shit forever if Christian Bale comes up in anything we talk about. Uh, I knew he was the voice, but uh, he's, I mean, he's a main character, but he's, like, not at the same time. I mean, he's in it, but it, it's really um, based around a young woman named Sophie, who is cursed and turned into an old lady by a spiteful witch. So, and her only chance breaking the spell lies with, you know, this self-indulgent yet insecure young wizard, Howell, played by Christian Bale. And his moving castle. Yeah, and his companions, and it's got <laughs> this little fire guy named Calcifer, and he's so cool, and... <laughs> And but uh, the old lady, like she's just so cute too. Like, <laughs> and it has really cool animation. Yeah, really, and the really the stuff. castle like walks around on legs, uh -huh. you know, steampunk. -ish. So it's different than you know the castle and castle in the sky. Yeah, 
but still has that alternate universe like it's supposed to take place like in a real place but it's alternate with a lot of like steampunk stuff yeah oh, it's just so <laughs> it's great a steampunk future that's what they kind of explained kiki's delivery service that town she goes to where it's like supposed to kind of be a real place in mm-hmm. the world but it's like they called it it's a it's a town that exists where there wasn't any wars that happened yeah so that's that's a pretty good explanation uh, we also get Emily Mortimer, Lauren Bacall, and Billy Crystal. His voice is in there. Howl's Moving Castle. Um, and you said you want to try to find the book. So you want to read the book on that now? Yeah, but then I you told me it was like in 1930s. No, no, no. That was the uh, that was uh, the the new movie that they're make that he's making. Oh. How do you live? Oh, based in the 19. 19- okay, I thought you said the book was. I'm like ew. Like no, it's hard to the, read. How do you live? The book is that it's based on was was written in 1937. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, I was writing my notes at the same time, it's so okay. I got a little lost. But <clears throat> Okay, yes, I do want to read this book because it sounds interesting. It's, I mean, there's a lot of different aspects than the movie, like many other, you know, book adaptations. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm curious. Interesting. Uh, so number 15 of our collection in 2006, we have Tales from Earthsea, which is based on a series. We get the voices of Timothy Dalton, Willem Dafoe and Cheech Marin. Interesting voice cast. <laughs> you didn't really care for this one. Uh, no. I thought it would be more exciting because, you know, it has a dragon. and So I was like, yes, this movie's going to rock. I, and I just, I don't know, I couldn't get into it. Maybe I should give it another chance. Maybe. But... Maybe. Maybe drink a little. And then you <laughs> yeah. might, you might and like And maybe it. watch it with my friend Sam. And yeah. Maybe it's I, I haven't seen it. It's on my, it's on my list, obviously. And I, and I got it in the mail oh, uh, a couple haven't? weeks ago. No. Oh. And I, I do want to see it. So I'm going to give all of these Ghibli movies a chance for sure. So, I mean, I do like this series. So I'm going to watch it. If it's, you know, not great it, and it's towards the bottom of my favorites of this series, I'll still um, respect it for yeah. what it is. I just with remember the being like real things. slow and didn't keep my attention but that's fair that's fair um in 2008 we got ponyo damn (laughs) (laughs) the voices of matt damon liam neeson tina fey kate blanchett betty white (laughs) such a strange movie you know like this was was the strangest (laughs) one i've ever seen until i saw pompoco that's the strangest but yeah First time I saw it, I was like, what the hell am I watching? But after watching <laughs> a few more times, I still ask, what the hell am I watching? But at the same time, I, I, I was respecting it. Yeah. It, it's watchable for sure. Oh, it's definitely. cute. It's, got a, it's definitely more towards children. It is, but also the, the infatuation's a little weird just because they're children-ish. Well, she's a fish. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like The Little Mermaid, but their version uh in 2010 we got the secret world of arietti which is like their version of the borrowers we get the voices of david henry amy poehler and will arnett they just can't be in anything separate can they <laughs> they gotta be together well maybe they were married at the time i think they they're were. not married anymore right but... but i think they were um that was good uh good animation uh some good um thrilling scenes in it It does move at a very slow pace Uh and our lead uh human character uh voiced by david henry he's so depressing but i think it's because his character is dying but it's 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 a sad one yeah 
but it's magical at the same time too with the still little good. the little people. Yeah, I still like yeah. it. I do. I'd say that's a that maybe squeaks by as an honorable mention, but I just didn't write it down as an honorable mention. Uh, in 2011, we got From Up on Poppy Hill, which you just started. I started, but yeah, I didn't have time to finish. It was, what, 10 minutes in, maybe? Yeah. Uh, we get the voices of Anton Yelkin, Sarah Bolger, Chris Knopf, and Jeff Dunham. Uh, it is, when I saw it, it was the first one I saw that wasn't fantasy-based, like a lot of these are. This one was more of a real-life story. So it, was, it took me by surprise. So at the time, I wanted some fantasy stuff, so I didn't really care that it was like a real story. But uh-huh. then I watched it again, and I appreciated it a lot more. So gave it another chance. Uh, in 2013, we got The Wind Rises. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, and Martin Short. This is the final film that Miyazaki directed before he retired. Uh, he retired in 2014. Um, Miyazaki is a very big fanatic of aviation, airplanes, um, stuff that has to do with that. And you see a lot of it in Porco Rosso, and you really see a lot of it in The Wind Rises. And that's like, it was like his passion project. That was his, so, like his personal movie that he wanted to show. And it is really good. It is really good. It's just, it's not fantasy based yeah but very well uh voice acted and the animation it's just gorgeous all these movies have beautiful animation uh, in their own way all right and then in 2013 our number 20 film the tale of princess kaguya which i have not seen but i do want to yeah same it looks really good it's got great reviews the animation style is a little different it it's like, a little simpler. Yeah, like my like my neighbors, the Yamadas. It almost looks like it was animated by like a child <laughs> with like crayons and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that that would probably work for the story that they're telling with that, and it it does look really good. It want to uh, a lot of people really like recommend that one for sure, and that one gives us Chloe Grace Moretz, another favorite of yours. Mm. <laughs> James Conn and Lucy Liu. It's just a voice, but I didn't like it was Wednesday. It's because so you're we'll you, you got Wednesday in your mind and Tom and Jerry, and that's that's yeah. what did it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Carrie. Yeah, that was that was the first of the the downhill. Uh, Chloe. Uh, in 2014, number 21, when Marnie was there. Now this was the. F- uh, second one I watched uh, to prepare to this, Whispers of the Heart was the first one. This one was my first one I watched. So, the moment I finished watching When Marnie Was There, I immediately texted Jesse yeah. to tell her to watch <laughs> this one immediately. Because When Marnie Was There is now my number two favorite Ghibli movie. My number three. It's number three for her. It is so good. It's not directed by Miyazaki because he's still... You know, retired at this point. Uh, so a lot of people say that this is the best uh, non-Miyazaki Ghibli film. And they're right, in my opinion. So far, because right, I haven't seen not, anything. It's not but, done too far after his last one. Yep, two movies later. Yeah, um, so... Well, actually, he the year this came out is the year he retired. So, oh, okay. Uh, 2014. This is such a beautiful story. It's a, it's really it's a simple like it's it's a story about friendship. 
Yeah. It's beautiful. It's often tragic in parts. Uh, wonderfully acted by our, our two leads. Um, it's just, it, it made me smile throughout a lot of the movie. It made me kind of question and, and feel some negative emotion here and there, but ultimately it was just really good. We get the voices of Haley uh, Steinfeld, uh, Kiernan Shipka, John C. Riley, Vanessa Williams, and Gina Davis. Uh, it's basically uh, about um, a 12-year-old girl named Anna who has asthma, and she's sent to stay with relatives of uh, her guardian in the, in the countryside for the summer. And while she's there, she sees a mysterious castle on the other side of the marsh that intrigues her. It is there that she befriends Marnie, and the two of them become inseparable. And that's true. Real fast. Real like, fast. Like, they are, like, they need each other to breathe. Like, yeah. <laughs> that kind of, like, not in a creepy like, way, but it's just... Almost, it's kind of like, okay, that was Because it seems fast, like both but... of them are very lonely, and it just, yeah. it worked. Like, they bond over that. At first, it does seem weird, but once the story progresses and you find out more about Anna, you find out more about Marnie, mm -hmm. you see why yeah. it's like that. A lot of twists and turns, oh, and I didn't. Movie. I expected some stuff at the end, by the end, but one of the big reveals I didn't see coming no, at all, me and neither. they did, they told it beautifully. I was expecting something else. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not going to spoil it, uh, and I do recommend it. So if you're a Ghibli fan and you haven't seen this yet, please watch this movie. Yeah. It's just, it's really good. It's one I've been wanting to watch. Yeah. Like it's been in my list for a long time. Uh, just something I just haven't got around to. So when you told me to watch it, I was like, oh, I'm already planning on it. <laughs> I definitely and, will. Yeah. And I did, and I loved it. I need, I want to watch it again. The... And I say this about all of them. The animation is beautiful. But the animation in this, because it takes place with the lake and the marsh and the, the castle, all of that background stuff is so beautiful looking. Mm -hmm. The colors that they use, it's really good. And even in scenes where it's dark and dreadful and dreary, it's still really good looking. Like the um, the silo. The silo scene. Mm -hmm. the that was kind of and... terrifying, yeah. actually. They did a really good job with that. Fuck you, Thunder. <laughs> There's like a lot of things too where you're like, oh, is this what happens? Yeah. And then it's not. You're right. Which I don't want to say anything because I don't want to give anything away because I want people to watch those. Six months from now, we're going to spoil yeah. this movie. <laughs> and finally, number 22, uh, which came out in 2020, six years later, Earwig and the Witch, which gives us the voices mm. of Jasmine Abouin, J.B. Blanc, and Richard E. Grant. Um, this is new for Ghibli. Uh, Ghibli is mostly known for, like, we've been saying this whole time, like I've been saying this whole time, the hand-drawn animation and paintings. This one, they kind of tried their hands at CGI animation. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it either, but I'm a little weary. Right. But, and, and I've heard mixed things from people, but I'm still going to give it a chance. Yeah, uh, I will too, but. It, it'll probably be the last one I watch that me. I haven't seen. <laughs> Um, it's like totally different, which I know yeah, that they want to like try something different. different. Yeah, exactly. So it's just but it just doesn't give me that same feel. It fits. It, it's it's a Ghibli, so you got to watch it. Yeah, but I I, it'll probably I be the last one I watch out of all these other ones. There have been news that Miyazaki has come out of retirement 
uh, actually two years later after he retired. So in 2016, he came out of retirement because he wants to make one more movie for Ghibli. And we very much welcome it. He's basing it on a book that was written in 1937, and it's called How Do You Live? Um, the film is intended to be a gift to his grandson. Uh, Miyazaki is 80 years old, and he is scheduling this to be released around 2023. Now, he's been working on it since 2016, and you're thinking, that is a long time to make an animated movie. Well, unfortunately, the reason for that is because he's not, he's not young anymore. This is due to his age, his increased age. You know, back in his heyday, he was able to make like a minute of animation in 10 minutes. And now it takes him almost a month. But he's very dedicated and he's going to keep going until it's done. Good for him and I'm excited to see that. I am excited for that too. But back to Grave of the Fireflies before we wrap this (laughs) up. So the one that Disney doesn't Mm -hmm. have a thing with. Yes, this movie is sad. I think it's in everybody's top ten list. Like every critic of like the saddest movies ever made. But and it's animated. You know, I can't. World War War. I can't even say that. World World War Two. (laughs) Right. Um. Yeah. It's uh, basically the plot is about two siblings, uh, aged four and fourteen, and they have to survive. And completely rely on each other after being separated from their parents during the declining days of World War II. As time goes by, food becomes scarce. So they only have each other. Like, there's moments where they find a sense of normalcy. Like, they hook up with, like, their aunt. And it seems like things might be okay. And then something happens and they end up having to leave the aunt and then and fend for themselves on the streets. Oh, so they gosh. become homeless. It's a 14-year-old stubborn boy and his little four-year-old sister trying to survive being homeless and with no parents. Orphans, essentially. It's heartbreaking as hell. <laughs> yeah, and, it sounds and, like it. I just, oh, but I'm like dreading it's, watching it's it. It's a good one to watch. It, it's, it is beautiful. There, the, the animation style's a little different. So, like, normal, not normal, but the majority of a lot of the animation in these movies, when they do outlines of characters, they use the color black to outline characters. In this movie, it's brown. So it's a little different. They go against the tradition of drawing characters, but it adds to this movie's feeling and like its tone and its just its look. A lot of brown and just dread colors in this movie. But it is it's kind of like one of those wake-up call movies. Like, it just makes you appreciate what you have in your own life. Because it could be... You could be these guys. They're these Aww. these two. But it it is. It is extremely sad. Like I, I, like I said, I don't know. If you if you don't shed at least one tear, I, I don't know. You're not human. I, I am too. <laughs> but, you know, if you're one of those people out there that's like, well, I'm going to watch it and I'm not going to cry at all. I'm going to eat a bowl of chili when I watch it and just go, ha ha. I did. Then you're doing that on purpose. You I asshole. didn't say I wasn't going to cry. Not you. I said if oh, people okay. out there. <laughs> I'm like, um, I just, it's just hard for me to cry sometimes at, in it's, movies. It's so. because, well, and it's because when I make a statement like that, there are going to be people that try to, you know, defy that. So <laughs> just to say, yeah. I didn't cry. That movie was for wimps, you know, or something <laughs> like that. 
<laughs> I want to cry, okay? <laughs> it's a good cry, too. Oh. That's why I brought it, to see if you wanted to try yeah, a little bit like, of it. Yeah, I was like, no. <laughs> told you him no. You can at least watch the trailer. Um, yeah, maybe. But yeah, that, that wraps up the Ghibli episode. Uh, hopefully it wasn't it wasn't too long of an episode for you. Um, we do love the Ghibli mm-hmm. movies. And like uh, we were talking, there are a lot that we haven't seen. And hopefully uh, soon we will have seen them all. And if you're a fan of anime, you're gonna like these movies mm-hmm. and i'm not really big into anime i don't not like it i just i don't i'm not knowledgeable with it right like, yeah same i, know I don't really watch it. it a lot like if i watch anime it's it's a ghibli movie yeah and it totally counts because it is from japan mm-hmm. just because disney distributed it it's not it is still anime um but yeah i these are some very good movies, uh, and a lot of them are good for kids, and they're good for families of people of all ages, actually. I think any any age would enjoy at least one of these yeah. movies. And, so, you know, Earwig, I read reviews about it. A lot of people that are hardcore Ghibli fans, adults, they don't really like it because it doesn't have a lot of the heart that the other movies have. But I hear kids love it. Like, okay. There's a lot of great reviews of like mom saying my my daughter loves this movie. We watch it every other day or something yeah. like that. So there you go. You know if you're <laughs> if you got some kids, check out uh, Earwig and the Witch. <laughs> Apparently, kids really like that one. <laughs> so I think that wraps up uh, the Ghibli episode. You say anything else you want to add? No. Except we got to go watch some more Ghibli movies. Yep. Maybe we'll have part two. No, probably not. Um, just want to give another shout out to our sponsor, uh, Planet Express Incorporated. Thanks to them. They are the best in the galaxy. And we will see you next time. See you at the movies. Bye.